This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together Short Bite Edition. Thank you so much for joining us. Today we're going to be reviewing as a short bite because we weren't going to do it as one of our long Monday episodes. We'll do it as our Thursday episode because mm-hmm. we've covered this curriculum multiple times in the past. So we just wanted to give a little bit of an update, but we have finished. We couldn't not talk about it though. We course. finished one. We finished. We, we, we finished something. You know, a lot of us out there, were, it's kind of funny. We You start off a new curriculum, you're excited. And then you get to the end of the first third and you, you hit that first slog. And then you get to the halfway point, you get a little bit excited, but then you get to that, that second third and it gets kind of sloggy again. But then when you get to the end, you start to get excited because my goodness, we're getting to the end. And then when you finish something, it's, it's, it's almost euphoric. Um, but we have finished the Right Start Math Lesson B. Now to catch up everybody, if you haven't been following along, um, we did the Right Start Math uh, a level A is our first math curriculum, and we started that, I think, when our daughter was about four and a half, almost five. Uh, we finished that. It took us about a year to finish that, and then we, we, we took a little bit of a time off, and we did mm-hmm. the um, mathematical reasoning kind of a workbook as kind of a review, um, and then maybe I'll make sure to link those uh, review episodes in the show notes down below as well. Then we went ahead and uh, continued on, and instead of going right into Right Start Math B, we went ahead and did Math Mammoth Level 1, and I think I'm getting the, the numbering right here. If I didn't, please don't shoot me. Um, <laughs> I have so many things I'm balancing in my head. Um, but we went ahead and did that first level of, of Math Mammoth as sort of a review on top of a review. Um, and because we had done the Right Start Math, that first level of Math Mammoth went very quickly. I think it only took us about two and a half months, maybe three months to do the entire double workbook curriculum. And we had a chance to interview Maria Miller, and I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes as well. Um, from there, we finished that. I think we finished that sometime in the May timeframe. Mm-hmm. From then, we went. We did an entire Right Start Math B lesson. So if you can imagine, we started when she was about five and she just turned seven. So about two years of math we, we've been doing heavily with curriculum-based math. We did the whole Right Start A. Mathematical reasoning took us about a, a month and a half to do. It was very review-ish. Um, and then the couple months for the Math Mammoth. And then we went ahead and in about three or four months, we did the entire uh, Right Start Math level B. Now going, just continuing with that, it's a very heavily uh, manipulatives-based, hands-on, very um, very parent-learner-focused education system. Mm-hmm. This is definitely not something you're going to just, hey, Johnny, go do those four work pages and come back to me when you're done. That is not <laughs> this type of, uh, of, of, of math curriculum. This is definitely something that is um, not scripted in the sense of, if, if you know the how to teach your child to read in 100 lessons where you're actually following a script, you're not doing to that level, but there is a lot of scripting involved. Um, each lesson is about two pages long, and two pages meaning there's about four activities. There's a warm up, and there's typically two activities that you do, and, and tends to be a third act, uh, a fourth activity that may be a game, maybe a review. Basically, very very straightforward. Right. Um, we found that the doing the math mammoth after the right start level A, not only reviewed Right Start level A, but also pushed our learner past Right Start level A. So we found that the first, gosh, the 30 or 40 lessons in Right Start B actually went very fast. Like 
I, I was doing two or three lessons a day because it was actually yeah. heavy review and it was actually easy to do. Um, so we found that the first about half of the right start level B um, went very fast because we my learner was, you know, this was not hard to her at all. Um, the worksheets, there, there are some worksheets you, you do in right start, um, but they're very, they're kind of like off on the side. Um, but the activities of doing, you know, hey, let's make, you know, 10 and let's add another eight. And what's the number, you know, those type of activities with the abacus or the place value cards or, you know, the um, the hundreds cards or the thousands place cards. When, when we're doing those activities, it was very easy for her. It was very straightforward and very simple. Because of that, we, we realized that about halfway through this curriculum, we have made the decision to then go right from right start level B um, to go right into C, and then we are going to do the math mammoth yeah. as a review because we want Right Start to take that like primary position because it, yeah. it teaches the concepts, the the conceptual yeah the conceptual so learning well. it does and it attacks it from so many different avenues that by the time you get done with your you know Right Start math curriculum, you know your learner has hit essentially I would say twelve or fifteen base concepts twenty different times. Right. right in 20 different ways different ways in so many angles. different ways in so many different angles that they just start to intuit what you're asking them to do um one thing that that they haven't done as much as like math mammoth did was the um the reading problems so conte contextual problems like hey johnny went you know had this many birds and then this one they did a little bit of it at the end but that is still difficult. And I remember that just being difficult in general. Like I'd rather just do a simple math problem than actually having to solve problems. But the problem, the, the funny thing is real world problems are more word problems than they right. are just, hey, what's 12 plus 12? Yeah. And so that is a skill you have to learn. So it's always difficult. But for the majority of, of the time, it was a very straightforward curriculum. Uh, lesson B, very similar to lesson the you level. Didn't feel a. like there was any any change in in no. style or sometimes no. you know you go from one level to the next and there's like a huge jump no. up. And I know we did math mammoth between, so maybe that's hard to judge. Yeah. But do you think that if you had gone directly from A to B, that it would have would have it would have been fine. Flowed. It would have flowed well. perfectly. There was a little bit of review. So yeah. the thing that I like about Right Start Math is it's 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 designed because there's about a hundred. I think in this one it was 135 lessons. So if you can imagine that, that's, you know, a lesson every every other day, right? right? And that you have to do maybe three a week. You know, they are meant to be small snippety type of things. So you're just taking little nibbles, little bites. And, you know, it does, it, it will sequence a couple of times. So you'll do three or four lessons that are all the same. And then it will loop onto something else. And then it will then come back and loop back to that original concept. Having taken new information or new ways of thinking and then, apply that in a different direction to then learn that same concept, but a little bit more. Like, mm -hmm. for example, in, in this whole, um, in this whole basically level of right start, it, it focused mainly on math, on your basic addition and subtraction, and then the idea of place value. So going from, you know, ones place and tens place numbers and bringing that out to hundreds and to a thousands and starting to really expand the number of numbers uh, for the learner, but while also keeping it very localized with respect to the, the abacus. The abacus is still a huge portion of the learning, whether you're adding numbers to each other, um, whether you're subtracting, whether you're borrowing 10, whether you're carrying the one uh, with addition, whatever it might be, you're still using the abacus, I think almost every single day. Mm -hmm. Another thing that they did a lot this time was a lot of geometry so there's a lot more geometry there was a lot more 
Um, with the geometry, they began to, to bring in the idea of symmetry and fractions. So talking about numbers within numbers. So a lot of times we, yeah, at this level, there are, our children are all integer-based, right? So they're all just like one, two, three, four, and they don't realize that there are as many numbers that we know that are also between the numbers, like from one to two or zero to one, that we can break those numbers up into you know, infinitesimally small numbers um, and the idea of fractions. I, I thought they did a really good job around that and kind of feeding the geometry, so mm -hmm. like squares and, and, and triangles and breaking those into pieces and thirds and, and quarters. Also, that fed right into money. So again, they talked about money as again, and then they have the you know classic. We're going to talk about time. I don't know how they. I don't know how time always factors into the math, but it always <laughs> does. Um, I think this will have been my my learner's fourth time through time. <laughs> and I but think she's really she's starting to really get it. I think she finally got it. So I think this time she she's better, but she she still says like, "Mommy, I woke up at seven. Uh, something three something, something you know yeah. like she still doesn't get like it's 30 yeah you know she's so. yeah she's she's starting to get time and i know there's a lot of time stuff out there and we've tried it all and for me for this for my learner with things like this it's just she's got to do it a 100 times before she finally gets which it. is what's nice about adding in math mammoth after right start exactly. is getting all of that they're practice gonna, they're gonna do time in there as well I, I believe i looked at the books so she'll, she'll get it again I, this is the first time i think she got money where she got it she grokked money yeah. and like all the all the different coins, pennies, nickels, dimes, uh, right. quarters, half dollars, dollars. I think she finally got that. But also, what's cool about that is some of that in that terminology is feeds right into fractions. You know, a quarter is twenty five, but it's you know one fourth of a dollar, right? So you can see how those things, those concepts factor in. So she was hearing similar numbers and similar mm -hmm. statements along the way. Um, with respect to how often we did this, you know. I, as I said early on, we were ripping through three or four lessons, you know, on a Monday, Wednesday, and a Friday, right? And we did this through the summer. And so I had every single day available and I don't have that now. So we've started doing right start math C right now. And I'm definitely doing like one a day as opposed to what I was doing before. Another thing that I liked doing, and this is me, I think getting my legs as an educator is understanding what my kid really knows and not wasting her time reviewing something or redoing something that she really knows. Right. And there were a couple times where I skipped a lesson or two because I'm like, she just knows this. Or, or I'll just, I'll look at it and I'll say, hey, kid, <laughs> do you know what this, this, and this is? And she's like, yeah, dad, I know what that is, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, great, we're through that lesson. I that's one of the things I love about homeschooling is being yeah. able to tailor that and say, you know, we don't have to do every lesson. We don't. But it's funny, you know, we were talking the other day about how often in school did you actually finish the entire textbook in a year? And we never, never finished the never. whole textbook. It was, always, it was always some subset of the textbook. Yeah, you always skipped around. So it's nice here that we're, <clears throat> we're completely finishing the entire thing, but we're making some strategic choices yeah. based on what she actually already knows. We can do a quick assessment like, and go, yep, you know that. For example, on the right start C, I just skipped the first, I don't know, six lessons. And then in, in the course of like one day, I did like three or four lessons in the math. And because they all kind of blended together. And so I taught it as one bulk concept. And she already knew that concept. So we, we treated it as a review. So like, you know, we just started this week and I'm already up to lesson 15. That's because I know there was a, a lot of catch up review stuff. So there, I think Wright starts expecting you to finish your thing and maybe not necessarily go straight into the next one. Right. Trying to, they, I bet you they, they, they plan on you, you know, taking three months off, like in the summer or something of that nature. So 
they do a couple review lessons and at least in this level C they did like the first seven or eight were like they even titled it review yeah you because you've just started C yeah because I'm like okay well I just finished B and I'm starting C and you know you know spoilers right now it's sometime in the you know early you know November time frame you know we obviously just as we finish a curriculum we then move on to the next one so we don't wait or we don't you know stall or or create some artificial thing I think I gave her a couple days off on math but other than that we kept moving. We just kept so, moving. I guess the kind of the overall thing that I want to ask is originally the reason that we chose this was that I had read from mm-hmm. many parents who didn't start right start right away. They ended up coming to it later that they wished that they had used it because they felt that mm-hmm. it gave such a solid it foundation does. for math that their kids would be ready to springboard into any other program when they got older mm-hmm. because this was the the, the the most solid foundation. Yeah. Do you still do you I still st- believe that? After I still absolutely do two believe lesson, that. Two levels. Just watching her because Right Start was my first math curriculum with her, and it was a little slow at first. Um, but then all of a sudden, we towards the end of that first level A, we just roared to the end. Like she finally started getting it, and that that was like a springboard right into Math Mammoth. And then Math Mammoth was so wonderful because I don't know if she could have started there without Right Start. And then because Math Mammoth is more of a workbook based. Well, it's supposed to start at, at grade one, but even yeah. having done a kindergarten level math workbook, yeah. I don't know, you know, maybe she still could have started there. Absolutely. But going right into to Math Mammoth, she was able to do that so easily because I think of all the conceptual knowledge and all the work that had been done on the Right Start Math and how it was so totalizing in its attacking of these concepts so that there were no odd ways of approaching these math problems. Like there's so many ways you can ask somebody to add something together, mm-hmm. or there's so many ways to add different things together in, in, you know, different combinations. Cause there's a lot of different numbers and, you know, seeing 32 is more comfortable than seeing 78, yeah. right? Just visually, right? Because ooh, it's sevens and eights and I'm adding and I'm, I might have to round something and you know, that, you know, I may have to carry the one or, or go to right. another number like 80 or 90, you know, that's kind of scary, right? When I work with smaller numbers, it's more comfortable. So, like, just the act, the act of adding numbers that are different and and doing those math problems in different ways, whether it's you know, they do a lot of, um, you know, just attacking the math and the subtraction using the terms in Right Start Math that can be confusing to the learner. But because you're doing it so many times and you're doing it so often that they start to get this idea of going, okay, I'm I'm ask daddy's asking me to do a difference problem or this sounds like a um this is an addition problem because he's asking me how many more do I need or or whatever right they're using different phraseology there's different phraseology and so that when you get into the word problems they're like oh this is a difference problem it's just a subtraction that's great it's great to be able to decode because I think that that is you know like you say that is the real world in the real world they're gonna say well what's this plus this it's gonna be you know, some how, weird thing. How yeah. many more or you know, whatever. It's, it, yeah. There's different there's different ways to express that. Exactly. So, so, so I, we're continuing into I, C and we plan to it. continue long term. Just as an, another addition, there are two assessment sections within the Right Start Math. I believe it's one at the midpoint and then there's a big one at the end. There was like four tests at the end. Um, I, I don't remember how many were in the middle. It might have been two. Um, but at the end, there's the four. So I think it they cover the, the original two 
assessments again at the end. And then because you did the second half of the curriculum, they added two more. So there were four tests at the end. And that was a really cool experience to kind of like, I called it test week for her. So like every single day we did a review and then we, I had her, you know, five minutes later, take the, take the test and actually sit down and take it as a test. And I would sit there and I would help her, you know, read the question. She goes, Oh daddy, I don't know. I'm like, I'm sorry, sweetie. This is the test. I can't help you. You got to figure it out. Okay. Okay. So she would go into it and do it. And it, the sense, you know, she did really well, but if you have some type of assessment requirement or you have some type of, you know, a learning plan that requires testing that's built into the curriculum and it was, they weren't very difficult and the test, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes each. Like they're not yeah. very long. So they're it's appropriately timed. Appropriately timed. I'm also, as just as an, as an aside, because they co they covered the doubling so well at the end, easy um, multiplication got picked up right at the end. They just started touching on multiplication at the end of level B. And my learner just got it. Like, remember, I, you came home and yeah. you're like, mommy, tell me to multiply something. Well, it's four times five. She'd be like, she'd just kind of stare and go, 20. And you're just like, yeah. is she doing base she, level multiplication? She actually did. It yeah. was surprising how was. quickly. She seems to pick up new concepts very quickly with Right yeah. Start because she's had such a solid foundation in the previous ones. Exactly. I think because there's so much experience of adding multiple numbers very quickly. She's kind of the learner who wants to do it in her head. And I'm kind of a show your work type of guy. Um, show your work once and then I'll let you do it in your head afterwards. But I just need to know that you're doing it the right way um, before you go off and do it in your head. Because I, I don't really care if you don't, you know, I, I had a lot of teachers who who would say, I, you know, I know there are tools out there that you can do all your math in, you know, we, we used to use Maple and, and physics department, you know, there's Mathematica and there's all these other tools that you can just input the equation in and then it solves it for you, right? And that's great. And those are tools that are, useful because you don't want to spend all your time doing algebra right. um, and my teachers would always say you can use those tools but i want the printouts of what you input and then i need one problem where you did it by hand i'm going to give you five you can do them all by hand you can do them, you can do four out of those five on your on your on your tools but i want you to do one by hand and so that's something that i've always kept forward is like i'll, I'll let you do it in your head but i just need to see you doing it once yeah and so anyway, so she's really big into that. And uh, yeah, she she caught on to multiplication really fast. I think they touched a little bit on division. I just kind of like, you know, I said, hey, instead of adding multiple things, how many times does this go into this number? And she's like, you know, how many times does two go into 10? Uh, five. I'm like, okay. She, she will she will get division when we get yeah, there when we get there when we get there. So she can kind of see both where it's like, oh, I'm adding multiple of the same thing or I'm dividing by the same thing. So I, and I only think that that's possible because of all the work that Right Start did with all the tile work and her seeing twos and all the work on odds and evens that she has to do with twos and, and seeing the patterns and the numbers. I don't think that's possible without all the, all the, the groundwork that's been done before. So Agreed. it's a little bit of a medium long review, but um, we had a good time again and we're moving on to level C and uh, yeah, we're Right Start family. Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!